All right, it's talking with strangers. I'm here with Matt. Good to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, are you like, what are you most excited about freshman year? Uh, really, just trying to get like starting classes and finding what I can do because I'm trying to major in environmental science and policy here yeah. at Plymouth. But I really want to see what that means because mm-hmm. like I'm always tired of hearing like we have to make change, we have yeah. to, you know, act uh, or not even act. Uh, do these kind of regulations and shit and I always hear talk I never hear work exactly. you know or I hear this rhetoric that the planet is dying and I see it as the planet's gonna be fine it's the humans who live on it that are fucked if we don't fix this shit like like uh, you know the Amazon forest burns planet will you know mother earth lets that shit grow over and she'll by the next million years yeah. something new will inherit us, there's only so much oxygen we can breathe, or so much ship and land we can take and use. Yeah. And I guess, like, I guess, like, in the end, my ultimate dream would to be, like, away from all this kind of clutter and civilization. Like, those mountains and forests and shit, that looks like home. That looks like my home to me. Yeah, bro. The rivers, and, like, I carry this metal fucking cup. Because yeah. I'm I'm tired of drinking from the tap, you know, and buying from bottled waters and shit. It's, it's all, I think, like, that kind of major called to me yeah. when I heard policy. Because mm-hmm. policy shouldn't just be talk, it should be do. Yeah, what do, I mean, what did some of those changes look like for you, like, if you, if you were in power? Well, for me, I guess, use capitalism to benefit the environment. Find ways for people to invest in saving the environment instead of destroying it. Because I think that what you can preserve will eventually reward you later. Or at least that's, that's what I think. And I think too many people today like immediate results and immediate extractions and immediate kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of rewards. We don't, we don't think the long run as much as we do anymore. You know, and... Um, I heard about that Kyoto Protocol, and they say that uh, some some scary statistic of our Earth's biodiversity has died since the 70s. And a part of me is like, why aren't we telling people that? Like, biodiversity includes us. It includes the things we eat, the things we live next to. If that's gone, eventually we trickle out too. And there's only so much... I, I personally think there's only so much left in human history, but we have to really make it count. What is that? What does your shirt mean to you? Oh, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Native American, mm-hmm. but it's I'm mixed. I'm black and white, and I kind of consider myself like a citizen of the world. And I think that when I was taught history, it was white guy bad, colored people, colored individuals are o- o- always oppressed. Right. And somewhere down the line, I was kind of tired of hearing that. Because I met great white people. I'm talking to you right now. And I mean, I, I changed my view of history as this guy bad, this guy good, to all hands are bloody. Although I will admit that some hands are bloodier than others. And we have to stop like judging ourselves by the way we look and the, the things our ancestors have done. And the things, you know, even our immediate ancestors have done. I don't want the sins of the father to reflect the son. So I shouldn't think that just because your ancestors came here and may or may not have wiped out some other group of people 
I'm sure that the same also happens on the other side of the river, you know? Um, the world, the human history is just littered with violence. And I think if we come to terms with that instead of groups of people are violent, because that's what I'm hearing too. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to acknowledge that we are a, a territorial violent species, but that we can talk our way out. I think that's one of the things that separates us from animals is not that we have wear clothes or that we use cutlery and shit. We are able to talk our things out instead of just kill or or run. What does it say for the podcast listeners? Oh, so it says uh, you can trust the government. Just ask a Native American or an Indian, depending on how PC you are. And that to me is also a true statement. I mean, I'm I'm more self-sufficient, or at least I try to be. I don't like. Uh, my family is very low class, very poor. We lived on welfare basically since I was a wee little boy. But I, ne- I never liked the idea. I always felt like free is never really free. It's, it's almost like loan with interest. I've, I've, I don't know. I've always saw myself as someone who wanted to try and see how much I could produce with my own hands or my own head instead of buying or... relying on some right or relying on someone else's things or skills yeah i and i mean i would consider myself a lifelong student you know someone who's able to learn a new trade learn like just because i finish if i finish environmental policy in these four years at this school which i hope to do i still want to learn i still want to do shit like just because i've done this the traditional school schooling years life is school you know what i mean yeah what is what does personal education look like for you for me personal education is i guess learning it's hard to explain because you know i've been taught by the institution so it's like I, i see it as a way of finding out what works for you because for me i'm more of a hands-on learner i can't sit still and listen to someone lecture, like a lot of people I know. And I think that you have to find out, like I don't think anybody hates learning. I think people hate school. I've never met someone who says I hate learning shit. I've, I've, I'm yet to have met someone who says that. So I think you have to find like what makes you want to learn. For me, it was outside. I love being outside, seeing animals do as they do, plants do as they do. And just kind of, um, I guess it led me into other interests, like science, like astronomy, like math, like sustainability, um, and even simple living, you know? Because, like, uh, I've I've been trying to get off my, like, phone every now and again, just kind of shut it off or something. Um, This this is reminding me of uh, Henry David Thoreau. Mm. And the self-reliance and living off the land and really... Walden. Walden, yeah. Um, that was a book that really had a big impact on me. Have you read that? I'm, I'm aware of it. Just transcendentalism in yeah. general. Um, Lived there for two years. Had a little guy that... Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the story. Never yeah. read the book, but... Mm-hmm. I, I, I try not to be all the other guys that, you know, took a hermitage in the woods or we're talking about living in the woods I want to learn how to be sustainable self-sufficient care for my needs 
maybe I'll edge maybe with my ability to you know reflect or I guess use that information maybe I could teach someone how to be sustainable in their own way and then maybe they could teach me something new in return right if you could if you could take if you could mold something and and mold it into meaning what is like what does meaning mean to you right meaning that to word. me is happiness I think you have to find what makes and I hate to sound like a life guru but like you really have to find what gives you happiness or satisfaction like I don't like this whole rat race of society we live in of like you need to buy this to fit in you need to get that to survive another day I would like to and don't get me wrong I like money I like you know credit I use a bank I'm not a total caveman but I would like to be able to separate myself from that every now and again. Maybe, maybe you know, have to only work one day of the week because I don't spend a whole lot of shit that I don't need. You know, if I don't use electricity, why do I need to pay an electric bill? Right. What was what was uh, the craziest experience you've had in your life? In my life, I've had a lot of crazy experiences. For one thing, I've never really lived in a state longer than... Massachusetts, which was about eight years, I'd say, eight, ten years. Um, Because, long story short, I was born in Philly, but my, the housing crisis happened. So, me and my, uh, my mom wanted me to move with my grandparents to Arizona. And while I was in Arizona with my grandparents, they kind of toured me around the country. Um, And I saw a lot of the continent, I saw all these people with different backgrounds and shit. And I noticed, like, one, America is not is a real melting pot. You know, you meet all kinds of people from all sorts of walks of life. And then I also saw the nature around the country. And I guess one of the craziest experiences, like, I've ever really, I would say, like, crazy, is that on this one continent, there is so many different landscapes. You go from here to Florida. You're going from mountains and forests to swamps. And then from Florida up to, like, you know, Arkansas, you get swamped with winter. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I, in Arizona, there's a Sonoran Desert. You would, if you looked at it, you would think that that place was nuked 100, like 100,000 years ago and nothing is able to live there. But yet, at night, it flourishes like Las Vegas. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like that Jurassic Park quote, life finds a way. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated how life finds a way. Bro, I'm like speechless. This is this is this is so fun. Um, yeah, man. I mean, is there anything a personal experience that really changed the way you thought, right? Mm-hmm. Some someone that came into your life, perhaps that I would say really made you think. Yeah, I would say my grandfather on my mother's side. Um, you know, he's. He's, he's definitely, I think, one of the last men from that era of, like, hard men who made the good times that we're living, the better times we're living in now. But he kind of showed me that you don't need all these things and stuff to be happy. You, I mean, he lived more like Teddy Roosevelt, very strenuous man, very active, very outdoors, even in his age. Uh, and the man has Parkinson's, but he's still, like... He, he's a fighter. And I always valued that ability to no matter what life throws at you, whether it be 
you know, a disease, whether it be a loss in the family or a friend. Like, he lost so many people from Vietnam. Uh, but he keeps going, you know? And he kind of showed me, I guess, a bit of the American dream, what it meant to him, and that a part of that is to protect what we're walking on right now, which is the grass, the, the forests. You know, there's only so much space left. And I guess we have to either learn to share it or protect it. What does human connection mean to you? I'm not a very social guy. So, you know, human connection to me does not always have to be love. It doesn't always have to be like like you and I talking right now. I just met you right. like 30, not even half an hour ago. And yet we're interacting right here. Like, I've always heard stories of like silent trade. You don't need words sometimes to talk or to connect with the person. I think Another thing that separates us from animals is yeah. this weird empathy we get yeah. with, um, because, you know, for every tribe, there is a weird interaction where you could get two different people from two totally different yeah. land landscapes, eras, and they will have some way of connecting. For most of it, I think one of the greatest connectors of, for humans is art. I think that is, a, I think that's one of those things that is universal. I, I would imagine that if whatever's out there in the in the cosmos came down we shouldn't speak we should just show art yes just show maybe those cave paintings right. in spain mona lisa anything just get like you could probably get a whole idea of human history just by looking at all the weird interesting bits of music pottery yeah. what does that creative expression look like for you i mean do you have any creative outlets i mean i write um occasionally it's weird, like, when I hear people say, what's your creative outlet? Yeah. Usually most people single into one. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I have friends who are in the art department, and they're painters, they're animators, they are sketch artists. I like to dabble in all of them. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm a jack of all trades. I'm not a master, you know, and I'm not here to, you know, most, most artists I know don't like to look at their own art. And that's, that is a very true thing. But I see art as something that you have to kind of... It's, it's weird. Like, you kind of have to not like it. Someone else does. It's not really yours. For me, it's not really yours to like. Someone else will. Someone else does it for you. What do you think... Then this, this concept really fascinates me, but becoming an adult mm. and having all these new ideas and new societal forces versus when you're a kid, mm. you have this very, I, I, I mean, I would believe unadulterated, kind of pure what it means to be human mind. Mm. Right? Um, what has that transition been like for you, and have you noticed any differences from your childhood Absolutely. versus now? I, you know, most people say kids think of the world as innocent. When I was a kid, I thought everybody was out for you. Now, I'm kind of the opposite. I think that, I think that, you know, inherently humans are selfish. But our selfishness can help can be worked in a way that everybody can have a benefit that being said though it's it's interesting to think that like as a kid you know I was bullied a lot so of course I thought the world was out to get you you know um I don't really know 
like what changed my perception if it was just growing up if it was just meeting a nice person for the first time I don't know but we have to remember that like as shitty as people are or can be there's always bad eggs in the nest along with the good ones you know we, we, we can't just let one ass spoil the rest you know well, that's, that's so true what do you think about uh, political discussion and the way it's being shaped now social media I mean um, tribes what's your take on that we're yeah. just tribes nowadays I mean I I I wouldn't consider myself like you know this party or this party I'm kind of like I guess the closest thing I would identify myself as is a libertarian you do you I do me don't hurt anybody and I won't hurt you I think that's that's the way it should be unfortunately we like to use force intimidation you know you can't do what you want to do unless you know I say it's okay and I will say that like this two-party system we have it's it just creates tribes and I thought we were more than that as like not only humans but as Americans I thought you know we we were a democracy not a feudal system you know and today even if you don't like the guy standing in office right. it's only four years eight at most and if it is more like god forbid something horrid you know because it's 21st century we're you know we haven't seen anything yet like anything before like what's happening in hong kong or whatever but we've overthrown tyrannies before and i think we still have that spirit to do it again like i will agree that if you know, you wanted to fight America on the mainland, you'd have to go house to house. There is that part of me that believes that, inherently. But that being said, I, it's weird that, like, I kind of feel like this division of, like, America, like, for instance, like, the, the Northeast versus the South. Horrid history from the Civil War. What I didn't like about the Reconstruction era was that it wasn't, like, having people work together. It wasn't having... Yankees and Greys working together to build the South again. It was Yankees building the South for the Southern people the way they didn't want it. And I think that only that only separated us more. You know? And I would like to think that the assholes and the haters and the supremacists and shit are all minorities. But they're loud as fuck minorities. That unfortunately make the rest of us look bad. Uh, and that goes for both sides, you know? You get you get people on left and right. And I don't like how in school they teach it as just a line of a political spectrum. I see it as a horseshoe. You know, they, yes. they sway. They, 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 you can move from so far right, you bend left. And, and vice versa. Yeah. Now, what are some goals you have for yourself in the next five to ten years? Five to ten? Um... I would love to go off-grid, honestly. Um, I don't know where. I don't know how. Maybe a kind of Henry David Thoreau system, you know, have a buddy. And just kind of almost permanent camp. But, you know, I'm... It's just being satisfied that I really want in life. I don't... And maybe that'll change, you know. It's got another four years. But I just want satisfaction. I don't... I want a freedom of want, if that makes any sense. I don't want to wake up and think, I need to get this. I need to buy that. Huh. You know? No, that's... 
man, bro, I feel like we're friends from a different universe. Like, <laughs> everything you're spitting right now feels so real to me. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I mean, do you have any questions for me? Like, I mean, just, what's this podcast? Like, yeah. fill me in. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is, is really, it's, re- it's reminiscent of a lot of things you're saying. Um, I think too often I, I've thought the world is this way or this way, mm. and there's these divisions that maybe aren't there and so instead of trying to figure that out in my head and try to like how about I just get into the world and actually talk to people and yeah maybe some guy has maybe some guy has the answer right and and what you're what you're saying about um, this idea of the horseshoe and that, and that there's a gray and there's a spectrum of ideas yeah. um, political ideology life passion life goals the way I was getting that before was scrolling on a piece of metal. Right. You know, okay, he's doing that. This person's, he's on that path. She's on that path. And I think it's, it's just been more fun to be able to go directly to the source. Exactly. People, humans, and um, hear what they have to say about what they're doing in life, where, where they want to go. Where they were. Yeah, exactly. Where they were, their stories. Um, because as, as humans, we're in tribes. Like we, we talk, we tell stories. Yeah. That's, fundamental to I think just the it's in our roots right it's in our roots um, and uh, we storytell through social media we storytell through a lot of different things but um, I think it's more fun to go up to someone and you don't know what's going to happen exactly you don't know I didn't know you were going to have all these thoughts and I, I I maybe had these judgments of you you had these ju- judgments yeah. of me in the beginning and then we talk and we see where we come out on the other side and I think uh for me, that it's that conversational art, that beauty that I get to people get to see in real time from mm. going from maybe small talk to and then we're talking about life, world, and, world and, shit, and we're, exactly, and how that can happen so quickly if people are just able to maybe open up and, yeah. and see what and listen. I think listening has been something I've been trying to work on. Um, it's very easy to tell my own opinions, right? Yeah. To uh, pontificate on different things that I think you know on my high horse blah 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 this is but I'm kind of tired of that like right there's just there's too many other conflicting views uh, there's there's gray like it's not black yeah. and white it's not this or that it's uh it's a spectrum and this is this is what this project is teaching me about. it's also just like you can't be absolute on a lot of things because I kind of saw like the world doesn't have any definites or absolutes you know almost every feels like almost every hundred years science goes all right we were fucking wrong about like half the shit we were (laughs) we were you know just tear out the book pages already we got to like rewrite this fucking shit and then you have the older generation we're like wait what like you know it's it's just interesting like even evolution like diversity of plants botany people i mean exactly we're, 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 we're creatures of nature and so the the diversity you see in uh, everything and the way plants grow and the, and the way they die 